Nice to see you all this morning. My name is Susan Smith. I'm a licensed Unity teacher, and I have the privilege today of filling in for our minister, Reverend Nita Strauss. She is taking a week of vacation. I think she's at the art. Is it the art meditation thing today, John? Uh, or was that yesterday? Geez. Yeah, she's still meditating. She's still doing that. So she's meditating and doing art. And what a great thing. So she's just having that time of sabbatical and that time of refresh. And I know that right now in consciousness, she's right here with us as well. So I know she wants me to say hello. It's my privilege to fill in for her today. And I thought I'd start off with a little story. So I don't know about you. I love this time of year, especially when it really feels like fall. It, 90s, I guess, feel like fall in Tucson, right? But it was really nice a couple weeks ago when it really... But we start seeing the pumpkins, right? You start maybe even seeing some Christmas decorations. I used to work in retail. I get it. Many people don't. It, you know, they, there's a short period to sell that stuff, you guys. I'm going to say about that. Uh, but, you know, all of the season... You know, pumpkin spice. I know it's fall when I see that on the menu. Right? Everywhere you go. And just like... Many people, I'm sure, when I see these things, they bring up a lot of memories of this season for me. And this has always been a season of massive change in my life. Most of the major transitions I've had in my life have all happened uh, during fall, fall leading up to New Year's Day. All of my major, that just seems to be my season. I'm, I'm letting go of that pattern. And, but anyway, but it's just... And I was really thinking about something that happened to me 11 years ago, right around this time in October, 11 years ago. It was 2008. I was working at Mervyn's. I'd worked there for 13 years. We went in, and we were under a bankruptcy, and in a bankruptcy where we were trying to rebuild our business. We went into work one day in October, 11 years ago. We all got called back to the offices of the managers, and we were told we were going out of business. That, you know, it just, we weren't going to make a go of it. And I found out this company that I had really loved. I loved shopping at Mervyn's. All my clothes was Mervyn's. All of my, my Mervyn's family and friends that I had made over the years, that this was being broken up. And it wasn't just an income. It was just a lot of other things. 13 years of my work life was ending. Plus, it was 2008. And a lot of places were closing doors at that time. And it wasn't a plentiful time for work opportunities. So I think about that sometimes as I, you know, kind of, that's one of those little memories that kind of comes up this time of year for me. And it actually was one of those things. Nita, our minister last week, we talked about, you know, how some difficult things lead us to the thing that we're supposed to be and where we're at. And I'm supposed to be here right now, and it's probably one of those best, worst things that ever happened to me. Not the number one, but one of them. And at the time, I tried to find another job, and it was hard. And we actually, the beauty of it was that everyone was so supportive of each other. We all helped each other through. And for me, I was a single woman. I had a one-bedroom apartment. I didn't have a ton of expenses. I had some backup income. You know, I had savings. I had family that was going to help me. My situation was not in any way dire, but at the same time, it was a little concerning. But I knew friends who had families. I knew friends that were the main breadwinner in their family. I knew people that this was, you know, that they were a couple paychecks away or maybe one of not having a home. So for them, this was really challenging. 
But we all just worked together. We all supported it. Luckily, at that time, I'd already been a student of Unity. I'd been taking my prosperity classes. And I just knew that this was a temporary circumstance and that my good did not come from having a certain job, a paycheck. And I just tried to see it from a prosperity consciousness, okay, and just step forward. So I might be afraid or worried a little bit. And I'm like, no, there's an idea. There's an idea for me about what's going to be next. I'm going to know sufficient on to this day. I'm going to know what's mine to do. And then I'll know what to do next time. So as time went on, some people got jobs before we closed our doors. I was not one of those. And that was all right. I ended up having a very interesting experience of closing a store. And it was very, you know, at one point we had men's and shoes and shoes and kids. And, you know, and it just, everything shrank. And it was really kind of fascinating, I have to say. Curiosity is one of those spiritual tools that we can use. So I just, you know, every day I came in, we celebrated people who found work. We just knew that everyone else was going to be taken care of. You know, fortunately for us, we made enough money at that time that some of us got bonuses. I was one of the fortunate ones. If we had vacation pay, it got paid out. If we had sick pay, it got paid out. We didn't know at the beginning if that was going to happen. It all depended on how well that end of the end closing sale went. So we did well. That was very good news. We closed our doors. Our last part-time employees ended. Their last day was December 24th, Christmas Eve. We actually closed our doors. The last rack of clothing went out. I believe it was about like December 27th. And my last day then was December 28th, and I walked away. I took a few weeks off, a few months looking for work, and I kind of used it as a sabbatical. It was actually kind of fun. I was like, it's fine, I'm good, I'm fine, it's good. Then I uh, found a full-time job at Sears Call Center, which was a good. It was, had benefits, but it was two-thirds the pay. I right? wasn't, wasn't making quite what I was before, but I was grateful for it. It was a good job to find at that time. There were people much more qualified, much that were having a difficult time at that period. So I did that, and then about, let's say about six months after that, so I started there in March, and we're talking about this time of year again, I realized that my live, I had to change something in my living situation. I had a one-bedroom apartment, I lived alone, and I was spending more money than I was getting in. And I had a reserve, so it was okay. It's okay, I can manage, but it wasn't sustainable. My lifestyle wasn't sustainable, so I had to decide what was mine to do. But I knew there's an idea for that. There's an idea for that. I knew that I could figure this out. All right, so I just kind of sat with it. All right, maybe I could get a roommate. Well, in my one-bedroom apartment, that would be kind of hard. Maybe I could get a bigger apartment, get a roommate, or find someone who's looking for a roommate, or maybe move into someone's house. So I just, I didn't stress it. I just knew that there was something, there was an idea, and I was going to know what it was. Then I was over at my mom's house. My mom didn't live too far from me at that time. And I went over to my mom's house, and I always did my laundry at her house, which was always nice. So we'd get to chat, and we'd watch movies and TV, and do my laundry. And Oprah Winfrey was on, and she had these two... um, Bollywood actors, an actor and actress, very famous. I guess these are like some of the most famous people in the world because they're so successful in this in this field. She was interviewing them. They were a married couple, and they were explaining that after they got married, they moved into her family's home, and she had stayed there. And that's what they do in their culture. 
And they explained that this is what we do in our culture. We don't really understand the, you know, the American culture where, you know, families separate and, you know, you don't have this, this kind of unit, you know, that the older people are there to help watch the younger people. And, and I thought it was really beautiful. And, of course, hearing that, I thought, hmm, I could move in with my mom. This was an idea. This idea came to me. Now, you might say, well, Susan, why didn't you think of that before? Well, I had a relationship. I have a mother-daughter relationship with my mom. Anybody know the complexities of that? If you're a woman, you'll understand. Uh, and maybe men, too. But certainly, it, it's just a complex relationship. We were really close. But I wanted my independence. That's why I would love my little place so much. So that's why it didn't come to me. But this idea, it just came watching Oprah Winfrey and I'm like, hmm, I didn't say anything. I sat with it and then I sat with it enough and then I realized I had absolute and complete certainty that's what was mine to do. It was time to move in with my mom. And I told my mom and my mom was really happy because, and I knew she wanted me to live there so that didn't surprise but she was really happy and then we just spent some time after that just working on it and I did not want to get a storage. I wanted to just be with her. As she was 80 at this time. She was very independent. She could drive. She, um, you know, she met her friends. She played bridge. She, you know, she went out to lunch. She did. She was very independent. She exercised. I didn't feel like she needed me there at that time. But there was a point where I intended to move in with my mom. If she needed me and I could care for her, I'd always planned on doing that because I was a single woman and I could. I had that, I had that, and she took care of me. My mom did so much for me. So I moved in with her, everything worked out, and it truly turned out to just be the best, worst thing ever, or one of them in my life. Several, just a couple years after that, not even quite two years, you know, my mom's health really began to decline, and I actually realized it shortly after I moved in. You realize things about people when you live with them that you don't always know when you're just spending a lot of time with them. And it just, I was really glad I was there. I didn't know I was moving in because I thought my mom needed me. But I was really glad it hadn't gotten to the point where I felt like I had to tell mom, I need to move in with you. I'm worried about you being alone. I never had to have that conversation with her. But I kind of felt that way. So I was so glad I was there. It true, and, and I did end up needing to be her full-time caretaker. It was a short period I had to do that. But I was grateful for it. So those are how abundance works in our lives. I want to talk about ideas today. So last week, Reverend Nita talked about Jesus. And what, what would Jesus, our way shower and master teacher, what we, would he have thought was an abundant life? And what we know, like she talked about, that Jesus didn't have land that we know of. He didn't have a lot of material possessions. He had everything he needed every day, right? Didn't seem where he had nice robes, he was well fed, he was taking sufficient onto this day. But I believe what Jesus really had was the ideas. And in unity we call divine ideas our divine inheritance. Jesus knew his divine inheritance was divine ideas. Jesus first of all knew that he was God within himself. You know, the infinite within. He knew that. He knew that everyone has God within, the divine within. He knew his true nature. What in unity we would call his Christ nature. 
He knew that and expressed that. That's why we call him our way shower, master teacher, because in unity we teach that he was the one that we look towards who really expressed that the most full. So he knew that, right? That was a divine idea. He just always could go to that. Anytime you read the Bible and you hear stories where Jesus is going up on the mountaintop, he's going higher in consciousness. He's connecting with that. He lived in facts and world amongst us in human. He was a human. So sometimes he had to go up in consciousness. And that was when he would connected with that divine idea of his truth of his identity. And this is expressed in our affirmation. And this is what we do every week. Every week when we say that this is a reminder, this isn't telling us it's true, this is not something that we have to figure out for ourselves or dig into. This is the truth of us. It's just bringing our awareness to us because we don't always live in awareness of this. We are working towards this awareness. We are working towards knowing this more and more fully all the time. And when we say this, releasing the things they are behind, that's releasing those things that don't reflect this in our lives, in our thoughts. We're, just, we're going to let that go right now. Now we're going to know the truth. We're going to say this to ourselves and we're going to recognize it. And that is a divine idea. Just as Jesus expressed it in his abundance practice. And as an example. So let's go ahead and repeat this and feel comfortable if you'd like to repeat it with us. Get yourself in a nice position. Take in a nice breath. Release. Okay, so releasing the things that are behind. I realize I am strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. I am the infinite, expressing at the point I am. I am peace in the midst of all matters. So that was one dying idea. He, so that's something we also can connect to and know. Sometimes we put our identity out here on other things. When I was going through that situation, I might have put an identity of victim of corporate raiders because they kind of came over and they ruined this business that I loved and I worked for. I could have put my identity as someone unemployed who couldn't find work. I could have put my identity as a person in a financial crisis. But I chose not to do that. And whenever I did, releasing the things behind, because fear is just part of it. I didn't deny facts, but I put my consciousness, my awareness on the truth. That I am divine. That I have am the infinite expressing at the point I am. Just as Jesus taught us. Now, the next thing that Jesus knew that I believe is an abundance consciousness that he wanted to us all to emulate and to teach us about was that he knew that he had all the ideas he needed to do in order to do, take care of any problems or circumstances that came up in his life, right? I don't, he seemed like a really, he, the, the way the Gospels are written, he very assured. He went in there, he knew what he needed to do. And we can do the same thing because we have all the ideas within us. All the answers are within us. For whatever the circumstances we find in our lives, we have ideas. That is our divine inheritance. When I was starting to think about this topic, I started really thinking, well, it reminds me of the saying we say, there's an app for that, right? With our cell phones. Has anyone heard that saying, there's an app for that? Might be kind of sick of it. 
Right, where did the ice research this? This actually is the first time this was heard. It was in a commercial from Apple in 2009. We've only been saying that about 11, no, 2008, 11 years. It's become such a part of our culture, right? That's amazing. But I think ideas represented in these little phones, it can remind us there's not only an app for that, there's an idea for that. I think that's what Jesus would have told us. There's an idea for that. Apps are amazing on our phones. I came late to the cell phone game. I know not all of you are on the game. That's fine. We all, wherever you need to be, that's good. That's just fine. But I just think it's awesome. I can use my flashlight on my phone. There's an app for that. My calendar. I love it. Google. I have a question. I can Google it. You know, it's not a fact or something going on. There's maps. There's actually something called Happy Maps. I just learned about that when I was doing the research. I kind of like to know what that is because I would like the happy route. So it'll tell you the happy route. Not only how to get there, but how to get there happier. I, like, I haven't looked at that one yet. There's actually, so there's so many apps. There's an app that tells you how you feel, that you're supposed to show the phone and it'll look at you and it'll tell you how you're feeling. Not sure what the use is, but maybe that would be good therapeutic. That's interesting, right? This is probably my favorite. There's an app for it that I learned about, and it is called, and I want to make sure, I want to give them their correct due. Yes, it's called Run P. You heard me right, Run P. So what this is, is it's an app that you can install on your phone, and when you go to the movies, you set it, and it's going to tell you when, yes, it's time to go pee. Because this this is a serious thing. So, <laughs> I love that someone thought of this because this just shows the abundance of ideas out there represented in there. So it'll tell you. So you set it. What it does is it'll, it'll give you a little um, vibration when it's about time for a point where you can go pee in the movie. This is a quiet point. You're not going to miss a lot of action. You're not going to miss a lot of pop points. This is so detailed that not only will you get the little vibration, it'll tell you the last line. If, once you hear this line, head out. <laughs> now, it gets better. Oh, it gets so much better. So you go out. Anybody use this app? Okay. All right, you probably won't admit it anyway. So you go out. As a frequent peer, I just take many precautions not to have this happen, but someday I might need it. You, we know our bodies change. So anyway, so you go out. You go to the... But this is the best part. So not only do you have this, it's going to give you a synopsis while you're peeing. So you can look at it. Men and women pee differently. But you can look at the, the screen, and it's going to tell you what's happening. So you're not... And as, a, and as a person who had a sister... My sister Karen, who would leave the room and always come back in the middle of something and ask me what happened, your co-people going to the movie is appreciate go pee. I'm going to tell you that right now. So it's telling you what's happening so you don't have to bother and disturb everyone sitting next to you. It's going to tell you this is what's happening. And then it's going to give you a little, it's going to vibrate again. Hey, it's time to get back in. The action's happening now. It's really well thought out, right? So that was my favorite one I learned about. And I, the reason I share this is that's this thing we hear all the time. There's an app for it. That is actually a trademark of Apple. They actually have, so you can't use it in an advertisement, just so you know. Apple's the only one who can use it. So when you hear that, 
There's a spiritual tool. There's an idea for that. Whatever the circumstances you are facing, there's an idea for that. So in my story, I always just knew, and it's sufficient unto this day. Yeah, Jesus always talked about, and one of his, his uh, things he talked about was, you know, but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And then he said, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. So it's sufficient unto this day. So when I shared my story at the beginning, I couldn't project where I'm at now. There's no way I could have figured that out. But I just took it day by day by day. And when we face very difficult times, and, and I know many of you might be facing something right now, I wouldn't be surprised. When, when well, there's a health situation, a relationship issue, a financial, maybe just an identity issue, you know, sometimes we just have to bring it sufficient onto this minute, sufficient onto this hour. I know what I need to do right this minute. That can be really helpful. Yeah, there's an idea for that right now, right at this minute. I know. I know that I can connect with the truth of my divine identity, the infinite within, that that's my expression. I know I can call a friend. I know I can request prayer. So we can just break it down sufficient onto this day. And this is going to lead us into, there's a quote from, go ahead, there's a quote from Eric Butterworth, and I'm going to have this lead us into our time of meditation. And this is basically, we're reading in our class, Discover the Power Within You, and this is a book by Reverend Minister Eric Butterworth. And Eric Butterworth in this book really does a wonderful job of describing how a new thought and in unity, and through his own personal perspective as a unity minister, not everyone's going to always agree with what he said, but in general, what we mean when we talk about Jesus being our way shower, master teacher. What, how do we look at the teachings of Jesus as based on the Gospels as we understand it and as they were written? What, what, were, what, was, what, what could we speculate he was saying if we, we were just kind of sitting with him? And I love this quote here. So this is Eric Butterworth just supposing this is maybe how Jesus would talk, how Eric understood it. Let me lead you into the wonderful world of the Christ within you. Where you will know, oh, must be on the timer, <laughs> and know that you know that you are a limitless expression of the infinite. And I can assure you that when you realize the truth as I have realized it, you will be able to do the things I have done and even greater things you will do. So the Christ within is our true divine nature, which we can connect to when we remember to connect to it. So anytime we feel separate from that, separated, that's our opportunity to remember, oh, don't beat yourself up at that moment. I just have an opportunity to remember the truth of myself. I can do that right now. That's the Christ. And then if, and when we know this truth, he's telling us just as Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity said, if we believe it is possible to God, it is possible to us. So that means we can be peace in all matters. Because when circumstances come, we know we have all the answers within us. We might not know the answer for tomorrow. 
We might not know the answer for an hour from now. But what we need to know of this minute, we will know. Step by step by step. So when I shared my story about my mom, I didn't know that that was going to end up living with my mom. I didn't know closing Mervyn's was going to leave me there where I really needed to be. I had no idea. And that might have actually, that might have made me feel concerned or it might have caused some fear or what was that going to look like. When I moved in with my mom, we took it step by step by step. Because not only was I adjusting to living with my mother, my mother was adjusting to living with me. We were both two very independent women. And it was a beautiful thing. And I'm so glad I had the opportunity. So glad. But it's step by step by step. So with this quote in mind, we're going to take a few moments to go into meditation. And just know those answers. Know the Christ within. We're going to listen to a song. And then I'll have a few words and I'll allow just a couple moments of silence. And just make yourself comfortable. Close your eyes if you'd like. And you are so safe. Any issues you had, just put them aside. And just know the answers are within you. I see trees and green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you, and I think to myself.
And just take a moment, just feel those words written on your heart. And the truth is, each and every one of us is an integral part of the wonderful world. The world would not be the same without each and every one of us here. We each have inherent value. We each have inherent worth. It has absolutely nothing to do with any outer circumstance. This is the truth of our identity. We are wonderfully made. We are wonderfully supported. We are wonderful. Simply the truth of us. And just allow a couple moments of just letting that be written on our hearts and just reflect on that for a couple minutes of quiet. just maybe one more time just tell yourself it's a wonderful world tell yourself I am a wonderful part of this world I am essential I am vital I am grateful to be alive right now and I am grateful you are alive as well and go ahead and just gently bring your attention back to the room so fun when I played that song a couple people said that's my favorite song I'm like oh that made me happy (laughs) it was a good idea to play it alright so we've got two ideas that we've already talked about our divine inheritance just one knowing that we are the Christ in expression that we have a divine identity second that because of that that we can connect with that truth that we have answers to every problem every situation, every circumstances that we know what to do when we need to do it and how to do it. We have all those answers. That is what we know. Lastly, I want to talk a little bit um, before I move on to this one I just want to say that these ideas can also help for more mundane, everyday things. And I want to talk about a divine idea I had about some allergies I had. I work at a textbook warehouse and it is very dusty and I started developing serious allergy issues. So what would happen there is is if you put down a box on the floor the dust literally just comes up into your face. When you, some of the shelves, dust just flies everywhere. And I started having a lot of allergy issues so I started taking some medicine. So that was a, a good idea. I'm not, we like medicine. If medicine helps us, it's great. Unfortunately, what started happening was I was staying, the medicine was keeping me up at night and I couldn't sleep at all. So it became either breathe or sleep. 
And I, it was really hard. So I knew, like, okay, what is the idea? So one of my friends told me about something she does called the neti pot. Anybody here do the neti pot? Some of you do. Well, I'd heard about it before, and I, frankly, I think I thought it was a bit gross. But a neti pot is this little tool, and I'm not going to go into detail. There, you know, there's certain health things you need to do, but you put purified or distilled water in here, and you you rinse out your nasal passages. Okay, it is exactly as it sounds like. Yes, you, you, you know, and. I decided it was time to just you put this idea into place. Okay. It took me a couple months to figure this out. It's not particularly, for me, it wasn't easy. So it was just a day-by-day-by-day day by day practice. But I tell you, it made a big difference. Then I started wearing a little mask on my face. And then what happened there is I started getting a rash. So it was like, well, you either have a terrible rash on my face or, you know, not get the dust. So then I found these wonderful things. And I wear this around my neck and then I just pull it up and I cover my nose and yes I do look like a bandit sometimes I don't care it works these are also ideas alright and because of my neti pot and because of this I don't have to take that medicine anymore so divine ideas our divine inheritance come in lots of ways and I just wanted to use my neti because I love the neti pot let me know if you want more about the neti pot it takes time to get used to it it's not it's not it was simple, but not necessarily easy, just like our spiritual practices. So the last thing I want to talk about, and I'll just go ahead and do it, Ernie, is the divine idea that what are we here for? Because sometimes we get, you know, what's my purpose? Do you ever kind of just feel like, what's the point? And Jesus certainly knew. I, I believe part of Jesus' abundant life, he had a divine idea. He knew the truth of his identity. He knew that whatever circumstances, he had ideas and he knew that it would be met for him. He went into places, people fed him. He gave, there was a law of circulation and he worked through that brilliantly. But he also knew what was his to do. He was a teacher and it wasn't necessarily easy. He was, he was a very radical teacher for his time and we know it was dangerous because we know what ended up happening to him. But he had the confidence and the assurance to go out and do what was his to do. Because he knew his purpose was to express himself and to learn and grow in his divine nature. So this is the last quote I want to share from Eric Butterworth. When we know the truth of this great spiritual potential within us, which Jesus called the kingdom of God within, we are free to become our unlimited self, free to do unlimited things. And that, to me, is the most important thing about an abundant life. We are here. We are vital. We are important, each and every one of us. That smile you give to someone in the grocery store is vitally important. We never know what we might say to another person that's going to just make or break their day, their life. We just don't know. But the more we live and the more we know and the more we grow in our Christ consciousness and our awareness of our divine identity, the more we are living and doing what is our purpose. And to me, that is a life of abundance. You know, living with my mom in that that situation, I just knew exactly I, I needed to be her caretaker. I didn't know that. But because I took the steps listening to those ideas and not resisting, not saying, no, 
I'm not choosing not when when I had a victim thought. I'm not saying it never happened. I'm like leaving that behind, leaving that behind. Just like we say here, I am wise, powerful, free, loving spirit. When I get afraid because I wasn't sure what was going on, I go no, leaving that behind. I am peace in all matters because I know what I need to know. And then. Should I question what's the point? Leaving that behind, I am the infinite expressing at the point I am. That's the point. Each and every one of us is inherently valued, inherently important. There's absolutely nothing we need to do to prove that. When we know that, we take the actions that are ours to take. And to me, that is a life of abundance. So this week... Whenever you maybe pick up your cell phone, if you're one of one, 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 one like me now, carries a little computer in your pocket a lot of times, you know, and you think about that, there's an app for that. I want you to remember that what Jesus probably would have said. There's an idea for that. Use your divine inheritance. Use your divine inheritance. Connect with the truth of your identity. You are not an identity of lack or limitation. Your identity is I am the infinite expressing at the point I am. I am wise. I am strong. That is your identity. Use the divine ideas. Use your inheritance to know I know what I need to know. This minute I know that I'm thinking this thought. That's helpful. I know what I need to know when I need to know it. And then finally, just know how important it is for you to take those divine ideas, to take your divine inheritance. We need each and every one of us to show up. So this week, remember, there's an idea for that. Thank you very much.